Kentucky Girl, Chapter 10, Part 2. A great hush descended upon these men as Rachel was talking. When she finished, they burst into applause. They stood up and shouted, Speaker, Speaker, let's have the question. Set the question. Appropriate money for this young lady's quest. The leader of one of the party's groups stood up and said, I say we not only give her what she requests, but send the militia to help make the area safe. Not to be outdone, the leader of the other party said, I say not only send school supplies, but we should establish a public school system funded by the state. There are and will be other such areas where homesteaders are coming in, bringing their children, and we should be ready for them. The whole assembly applauded. Rachel curtsied and said, Thank you, you gentlemen, for your wisdom in setting up a public school system. This will advance Kentucky immeasurably. With that, Rachel and Clem left the assembly. Since the day was more than half over, they elected to wait and start home early in the morning. Clem said, Rachel, I am so proud of you. You set these men on fire. I have never seen a body of men this size agree on anything to do with spending money, such as just happened today. You not only will get your books and supplies, but will get an ongoing system of education, including teachers. I have always known you were smart, but today you exceeded my wildest expectations. The next morning, Rachel dressed in her riding clothes, and she and Clem began the two-day trip back to Boonesboro. When they arrived in Boonesboro, everybody gathered around them and asked, What happened? Nobody had anticipated any success on this mission, and they were very surprised at the outcome. The best that they had hoped for was that the legislature would send a few school books and to find out that they are not only sending books and teachers, but will fund an ongoing school system was something they could hardly imagine. Until such a vast system of schools was put in place, Rachel and the other parents were content to receive some books. As the years rolled by, there was an increase of new settlers in the area and the Indian population was pushed out. The one time that the Indians mounted an attack on the outlying settlers, 
It was answered by having a swarm of men gathered together to form a militia of 200 men who trailed the Indians back to their villages. They swooped down on the villages unexpectedly and devastated men, women, and boys alike. This village was completely wiped out, and the news of this spread throughout the country so that there were fewer incursions by the Indians. The population of the frontier continued swelling with people seeking new land, thus squeezing the Indian population. There was always an occasional single Indian seeking to stop the white man by murdering a defenseless homesteader, but all in all, the swelling population of white settlers squeezed the Indian population west. Then, in about 1830, there was a great impetus to remove the Indians from the area entirely. Andrew Jackson became the President of the United States. He was an avid Indian hater and listened to many around him calling for the removal of all Indians from this area. He established several hundred square miles of hard desert country in what we now call Oklahoma. This area would be called an Indian Reservation. He ordered the military to round up all Indians in the Kentucky-Tennessee area. Thousands upon thousands of Indian families were caught up in what was called the, quote, Indian Removal Act, unquote, which was ill-conceived and ill-carried out. The farming contracted for cattle to be brought along for food, but no oversight was given to the contractors who cheated on every aspect of the deal so that the cattle brought along for food was not much more than skin and bones. Thousands upon thousands of the people were being driven west died. The name that history has afforded to this event is called Trail of Tears. This despicable act of our government is not a fitting tribute to our heroic settlers of Kentucky. What is a more accurate and fitting tribute is to the women, the backbone of our nation. They were and are the citadel of our heritage. These are the keepers of our humanism. Through adversity, pain of birth, and the stalwart support of their men, they persevered and brought forth successor fighters for the cause. With each tiny babe, they suckled it to life, then nurtured it to achieve higher accomplishments. Some in literature, some in music, some in science, some in medicine, or giving aid to the downtrodden. But in all cases, across all cultures, and across all times, they have maintained our course and deserve our heartfelt admiration. And so, 
I salute Kentucky girl. <laughs>